If you've seen the Dune movie, Dune the old movie, read the Dune book, or even done none of the above, you probably know that everyone in these stories is obsessed with one thing, spice. In the world of Dune, it is the most valuable resource in the universe, but what exactly is it? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I'm here to find out today. Welcome to Film Theory. How you doing? Can I just come out and say this? I loved Dune. It was so good. Like, normally I'm the guy who'd get really mad about a movie where everything is set up and nothing gets resolved by the end, but man, I love this world. I love the characters. I love the sounds and the visuals. Even after three hours when the credits hit, I was like, I need more. I'm not Dune yet. I just wanted to watch it again. And what better way to justify watching it once again than creating monetizable content out of it? That way it qualifies as doing work. So what do you talk about when it comes to Dune? Well, you talk about the one and only one thing that everyone in the movie cares about. Space. The magic cinnamon powder that floats through the air and gets you to see visions of Zendaya turning over her shoulder in slow motion. But what is spice really? Is there an earthly substance that we can reasonably compare to spice? Well, I think the answer is yes. And thankfully it's not some experimental hallucinogen that's gonna get this video demonetized. I actually think it's a very common thing that's produced here on Earth. So strap into your flying dragonfly copter thingies because we're exploring the Duneverse to find out what the spice really is. As a disclaimer here at the top, we're actually going to be focusing primarily on the new movie Universe of Dune. Anyone who's read the series' novels knows that these things are some thick boys and that there's anywhere between 6 and 36 of them depending on which ones you're counting. Also, they get real weird real fast. See also the birth of invisible children, people turning into sandworms, and chair dogs. You, you heard that right. Dog that are also chairs. For the sake of simplicity, we're not gonna be covering those. That said, if you are totally new to Dune, there will be some spoilers in here. Not just for the movie, but possibly for more movies in the series, depending on how closely they stick to the originals. Admittedly, this thing was published in 1965, so don't at me for the spoilers, friends. Anyway, to set the stage, we know that Dune takes place on the desert planet Arrakis, a profitable planet that's the universe's sole source of something called Spice Melange, the forgotten Spice Girl. In reality, Melange is just a French word for mix or blend. So spice melange ultimately just means spice blend. Basically, it's just the Mrs. Dash of interdimensional narcotics. He knows about the spice. Shortly after our hero family, the Atreides arrive on the planet. They're attacked Game of Thrones style by a rival house, forcing our hero Paul and his mother to escape out into the dunes. That's the name of the movie. And these things contain a lot of spice. And it's out here that we start to get real good clues about what the spice is and what effects it has on the human body. From there, we can take those details and then start reverse engineering them to figure out what this stuff truly is. The spice itself is a light particulate powder that's able to float through the air. Well, this initially doesn't seem like much to go on, we know canonically that spice melange actually rises from under the sand of the Arrakis Desert, meaning that it's less dense than sand and made of lighter, smaller particulates. It's small enough to become airborne, it can dissolve in water, and some people say that it tastes like cinnamon. We also know that it's solid even in the high daytime temperatures of Arrakis, which have been calculated to reach up to 158 degrees Fahrenheit or 70 degrees Celsius. This is important to know when you're calculating chemical melting points. So those are the physical traits of spice, but what about its side effects? We see in the
the movie that spice exposure can lead to vivid hallucinations and that long-term exposure to the spice results in a distinctive blue eye color. The movie also briefly mentions that spice extends long-time users' lives, and over long, long exposures actually helps them to make super-fast calculations about space-time navigating the stars. Of everything that we just talked about, the blue eyes are the most iconic part of the Dune canon, so I'm gonna start there. I expect that one should help us narrow down the field pretty darn quickly since not many substances have that sort of effect. So how could something turn your eyes blue? Well, in reality, blue eye color is pretty interesting, because it doesn't mean that there's blue pigment suddenly in your eyes, it actually means that there's no pigment in your eyes. Yeah, blue eyes aren't actually blue. The blue you see is, in reality, just the color of light bouncing off the irises and scattering off into the atmosphere. Blue eyes are blue for basically the exact same reason that the sky is blue. So the next time you stare romantically into someone's blue eyes, just know that you're staring straight into the back of their eyeball, because there's no melanin pigment between the iris and the outside world. The pigment melanin is always brown, so people with hazel or brown eyes just have different layers of melanin on top of their iris. Underneath, we're all blue-eyed. This then helps us when talking about Dune, since everyone's eyes mysteriously turn blue under the influence of spice. It means that something in the spice is removing all the melanin from the user's eyes over a long period of time, thereby exposing the iris underneath and turning the eye blue. Unfortunately, turning your entire eyeball blue isn't exactly a cosmetic procedure. It's an incredibly serious condition known as blue sclera, and happens when the collagen in your eyes breaks down, exposing the parts of your eye under the surface that just reflect back blue light. While the movie portrays these blue eyes as glowing and fun and cool and dangerous, it's the dangerous part that's probably the most true to life. That missing melanin was actually serving an important function for the eye, protection from UV damage. People with albinism or a lack of melanin have trouble seeing in bright light because there isn't a layer of melanin protection. And as you might imagine, UV protection is going to be important when you're living on a bright, sunny desert planet like Arrakis. And believe it or not, but canonically, the Dune series actually has points that support all of this. Later in the series, Paul's eyes turn blue after years of heavy spice usage. That, combined with the blinding sun and reflective sand of Arrakis, actually causes him to go almost completely blind. Now, in the narrative of the story, he develops other senses and second sight to help make up for this, but we know that Paul is experiencing biological blue sclera because he experiences the negative side effects of this very real condition. Blue sclera most commonly occurs as part of a serious genetic condition, but there are a few substances that can cause blue sclera without needing any genetic component. So let's throw those substances up onto the board to get some contenders for what our spice could potentially be. Looking at this list, you can immediately note that none of these are illicit drugs, YouTube. Woo! I don't have to spend the rest of this episode talking about crystal meth or something demonetizable. Now of these six, there are a few that we can remove right off the bat. Amiodarone is used to treat heart arrhythmia and has almost no incidences of causing hallucinations or having psychotropic effects like we see with the spice. Same goes for the antibiotic minocycline. Phenothiacines are a class of medication used to treat a variety of mental health issues, including schizophrenia. Initially, something that alters your mental state might seem like it's a good bet, but these medications are specifically designed to reduce auditory and visual hallucinations, so you're actually going down the wrong track there. Years ago, and I'm talking like year one of game theory, we did a video about colloidal silver and how people take it to extend their lives and ward off illnesses. One of the side effects at high doses, though, is that it turns your skin blue, but it's unlikely that it's the culprit for our spice, because if it were, then all of Arrakis would be populated by Smurfs rather than bronzed warriors and dias. Epinephrine is also on this list, which is another form of adrenaline and could cause someone to feel strong or even euphoric for short periods of time because it basically tells your body that you're on a roller coaster every second. That said, the fun side effects would be almost immediately overshadowed by your heart palpitations, your ashy skin, your vomiting, and seizures. You do not want too much of this one in your 
system, friends, which leaves us with prednisone, which honestly is a pretty interesting candidate. If prednisone sounds familiar to you, it's because it's one of the most commonly prescribed steroids for autoimmune diseases like arthritis and Crohn's disease. It's not one of those stereotypical steroids that are often associated with that word. You know, the ones that athletes tend to abuse when looking to get their swole on? Those are anabolic steroids. Prednisone is actually in a different class called a corticosteroid, used for regulating your immune system. Obviously, there are a ton of reasons to not take prednisone or, honestly, any medication casually in real life, but there are a good number of reasons to believe that prednisone is a big part of our spice melange. Prolonged prednisone exposure is known to cause blue sclera, which checks off our first major symptom of the spice. And prolonged overuse of the drug can also cause major eye problems like glaucoma, and wouldn't you know it, blindness, which correlates to what we'll see later from Paul in the movies. The new Dune movie notes that on Arrakis, the Fremen are considered some of the strongest in the galaxy, and that their consumption of spice extends their life. Well, lucky for them, it's because they're inhaling a major anti-inflammatory medication for their entire life. Prednisone is used to treat an overactive immune system. The Fremen, by consuming spice then, are inadvertently taking a major anti-inflammatory, which would suppress a lot of the medical issues that could shorten their lifespans. The list of conditions that are treated with prednisone are massive, from heart problems to gout, so the Fremen would be much more resistant to a huge number of ailments. The problem, of course, is that when you're on a long-term steroid, there are other issues, like in this case, immune suppression. Your immune system actually gets weaker because it's depending on the drug. But to counteract that, remember, the Fremen are an extremely isolated population. No one is venturing out into the siege with COVID, and most germs and viruses in their environment would be killed off almost instantly when exposed to the extreme desert sun. On top of all of that, Fremen tend to wear their own still suits and recycle their own fluids practically all the time, so they're never truly exposed to anyone else's germs. The usual immunosuppressive issues that long-term prednisone users face aren't going to be present here because no one is exposed to anything. And while we're on the subject of side effects, one of the most common side effects of corticosteroid usage is fluid retention, because steroids actually cause you to hold on to your body's salt. For most people, this is going to be really annoying and potentially dangerous, but on Arrakis, there's pretty much only one thing that everyone's trying to do, retain their own water. Still suits are, of course, the way that they ensure that all their water gets recycled, but Fremen, by inhaling the spice, are literally going to be able to store more water in their bodies because they're continually retaining salt as a result of their exposure to prednisone. The desert power that Leto refers to in the movie is mostly portrayed as a set of cultural practices that he wants to learn from the Fremen, but it could also be an actual power, like the power to suppress your own inflammatory systems and retain water in the most arid environment in the galaxy. So far, we've been checking a lot of boxes, but this story was created back in the 1960s, so where are all the psychedelic properties and hallucinations that we see in the movie? Well, it turns out that we're actually covered there as well. Go figure, a system-wide medication like prednisone actually affects all your systems. Steroid psychosis is a reality which is obviously incredibly scary and dangerous in the real world, but continues to fit our narrative for the hallucinogenic effects of the spice. The real-world range of symptoms for steroid psychosis are incredibly broad, but among them are euphoria, hallucinations, delirium, and overall personality change. We know from this first movie that the spice causes euphoria and hallucinations, and canonically, future Dune movies are going to reveal to us that the spice causes major personality change in Paul and delirium in his mother. So check, 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 and check. The perfect visions of the future? Yeah, but that one still lives squarely on the fi side of sci-fi. But in terms of the symptoms that we can actually address in the real world, we've already covered a huge range. And all of this is without even mentioning that prednisone also looks and behaves like the spice. It's formulated as a powder that's significantly finer than sand and melts at 233 degrees Fahrenheit, almost 100 degrees hotter than Arrakis, meaning that it's a powder even at the surface of the desert. It's soluble in water and can be taken as a tablet, a liquid, an injection, or a concentrate. Basically, any way that you can consume spice, 
prednisone fits the bill. It's also technically possible that Frank Herbert could have used prednisone as a model for the side effects of Spice in the Duniverse from a historic perspective, since prednisone isn't exactly the new kid on the block. It was patented in 1955, so it would have been a well-known breakthrough medication for treating arthritis by the time that Frank Herbert was researching for Dune in 1959. The only two things that prednisone can't explain are the flavor of cinnamon and the ability to turn someone into a human calculator capable of interstellar math. Prednisone and steroid psychosis don't tend to make you incredibly smart, so don't go trying to get your hands on it before the math final. Nope, this is where the melange part of the spice melange would need to come into play to add some sort of concentration stimulant into the mix. At the time that Frank Herbert wrote Dune, strong illegal stimulant drugs like cocaine were popular, so that could have been the inspiration there. And hey, the navigators who can calculate interstellar travel are these horrible, deformed creatures living in tanks, so uh, maybe a clear message to say no to drugs, kids? As for that cinnamon taste, well, we eventually come to learn that the spice is basically pooped out by sandworms, so maybe that gives it its distinctive flavor. You know what they say, one worm's turd is actually a human's hallucinogenic anti-inflammatory steroid. But hey, that's just a theory. A film theory. And cut.